Hey guys, CJ Pearson here. Welcome to the CJ Pearson Show. And I've got to say, boy, has it been an absolute week with absolute fireworks erupting on Friday as the Supreme Court decided to overturn Roy v. Wade, completely sending the power of whether or not to allow abortions uh, to the states where it belongs. And this has been, of course, a long time coming um, with the news, of course, uh, I think being released just uh, like a few months ago, of course, that notorious day in which the Supreme Court's opinion on this issue leaked an absolutely unprecedented uh, moment in American history. Uh, and we all know why that happened, right? You know, like it, they literally sought to enrage and energize all of these people on the left, whip them into a frenzy. And notice that we still don't know who did that leak. And let's not let just us forget about that because that's actually a problem. Whoever did that didn't do it because they were doing something patriotic and they weren't doing it because they loved America so much or they loved women so much. They did it to cause division. They did it to cause chaos. They did it to cause problems within this country and they should be prosecuted for that. And so while, yes, I am celebrating Friday's ruling, I'm excited about it. Let us not forget that we have how about how we got here in the first place. And that person, that investigation, I hope is still underway. And I hope that eventually we will learn who made that decision and then they will be tried and held uh, to account to the fullest extent of the law. But beyond all that, I've got to say, Friday's ruling is an incredible day in American history. Uh, because Roy v. Wade, of course, was decided wrongly uh, many years ago, long before my lifetime. Uh, but I think that it is never too late to make a wrong right. Because just if you think about Roy v. Wade, and here's the deal, you know, like a lot of, it's so interesting seeing so many people on the pro-choice side of this argument. Uh, and they're always like, well, the only pro-life argument is all religious and your religion shouldn't dictate our laws. And I'm like, I've never cited religion when talking about the issue of abortion. I've never said that because the Bible says that you should be pro-life, that you should be. My entire position on the issue of abortion is based on just matters of fact. There is no ever anywhere in the Constitution where the word abortion is even mentioned. And so for people to say, oh, there is this fundamental right to abortion, show me where that right exists. Is it in the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Third Amendment, the Fourth, the Fifth, the Sixth, the Seventh? Because it's in none of those. It's not in any single amendment to the Constitution of the United States. A right isn't a right just because you say so, because you want to emotionalize this issue and you want to whip people into an emotional roller coaster. A right is a right because it is in the Constitution, because it is in the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights. But yet it is not. And so now you have all these people on the left, all these people marching the streets with vaginas on their heads and signs and all of these things saying, get your, you know, if I, like just all these vulgar things on these random signs. Like I would read some of them, but it's absolutely disgusting. It's what happens when you just have a generation of, of people without literally seemingly a lack of home training. It's just the things I've seen on these signs. But that is beyond the point. What I am saying here is that you don't get to make things up to fit your argument just because you want to. There has never been a right to abortion. There will never be a right to abortion unless 
Congress makes it so. And that has not happened. So when you say on your Instagram and you say on these little protests that you're taking away our rights, show me where the right exists because it does not exist. Just because it exists in your heart, just because you believe you should have it, doesn't mean that it currently exists. And I don't even think that even if you were to broadly interpret some of the provisions within the Constitution, some of the uh, you know particular amendments in the Constitution, that it even applies to the issue. Like if, if people remember, the, the Roy v. Wade was was decided based upon a so-called right to privacy. It is what allowed for abortions to be allowed uh, uh, throughout the country. A right to privacy. Does that not seem like a very broad interpretation? of that right that because you know um because of you know that 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 fourth amendment right to to right to privacy that somehow also encompasses the right to kill an unborn child right and because apparently that's a medical procedure but there are other medical procedures that are outlawed that are okay with being outlawed just like in certain countries or in, in certain states uh excuse me you're not allowed to engage in gender mutilation uh, or genital mutilation is that not a law like so it, again it's just a matter of just blatant uh, th- that entire argument by the left is like you're taking away rights you're taking away women's rights it is all a lie. The, the right does not exist. If your argument is now that, you know, you believe that it should, then say that. But that's not what they're saying. They're, they're, they're trying to make people believe that they're taking away something that someone already had. Because, you, you know, obviously, you know, when you had something for a long time, you take it away, people react to that, that type of thing in a, in a very emotional way, as we've seen. But that is not the case. That's another lie that the left is telling people. You know, another one of these lies here is is that that number one that uh, apparently a baby or a fetus is just a clump of cells. That's another lie, guys. If you actually look at the science of this issue, a baby is able to have a heartbeat as soon as five weeks, literally, and that's the law in Georgia, in my home state of Georgia. There is currently a law that was passed a few years ago, I believe, in twenty. 20- elected i believe in like 2014 yeah so i think it was passed in around like 2016 2017 i believe is the georgia heartbeat law where that you know of course once a heartbeat is first detected you are no longer able to get an abortion and to me i think that is like if you're you know talking about things that just make sense that law makes perfect sense to me why because if you're going to say that a life ends when the heartbeat stops why does it not begin you know, when a heartbeat starts, right? So it's like, it's, it's very weird to me that that's not something that the left can't wrap their head around. Um, but also something I've been very much struggling to wrestle with is the hypocrisy of it all. You're seeing, again, all these people in the streets screaming and shouting, my body, my choice, my body, my choice, my body, my choice. And I posted a tweet about this earlier this week, or actually on Friday, the day the decision broke, is where was this energy from these people? Where was this energy from these people when you had people like Joe Biden, tons of other people on the left, who were trying to make Americans get an experimental vaccination just because they were scared of the pandemic. They were scared of COVID-19. 
Where was the my body, my choice protest then? Where is the my body, my choice energy from the left then? It was nowhere to be found. But now because it suits their own politics, because it suits something they want to have abortion, now they want to go up and down the streets screaming, my body, my choice, my body, my choice. They are lying. They don't believe in that. It is nothing more than a slogan, a catchphrase, something to put on a T-shirt and put on a sign to make people angry and upset if they actually believed in my body, my choice, then they would have been in the streets when Joe Biden was trying to make millions of Americans receive the COVID-19 vaccine. They would have been out on the streets protesting these companies that tried to force their employees to get vaccinated or say that they couldn't work or that they would be fired. But where were those people? They were behaving like sheep. They got the vaccinations that they said that they had to, and that is out the, and, and, and away they went. Not because they actually trusted it, because what we've seen now, that even if Dr. Fauci, the most vaccinated man in America, is still getting COVID-19, then really should we put all of our faith in such a vaccination? I'm just saying, if Dr. Anthony Fauci is still out here getting COVID-19, but nevertheless, I digress. I'm just saying these people don't actually believe the things they say. They say it because it's catchy. They say it because it sounds good. They say it because it makes you feel something inside or the people that they try to control, but they don't ever actually believe it. And that's why I can't respect it. I can't respect it because if this is what you're saying, then I want that energy all the time, all the time. But they're not giving us that. They're not giving us that, not even remotely. The hypocrisy is stunning, absolutely stunning. And then you have these people... You know, I pointed this out, uh, you know, on, on social media and then people, you know, have these these random pro-choicers who are trying to attack me. They're saying, how dare you compare these two things? Blah, blah, blah. You're totally different. This is about rights, 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 rights. You don't have a right to kill an unborn child. You don't. That is not a right given to you by God, not a right given to you by the Constitution, not a right given to you by anyone, but a right you are trying to create for yourself. It does not currently exist. And if it does, show me where it is. And whenever you ask them that, if you ever want to trip them up, really seriously, if you ever want to trip them up, ask them to tell you where this right exists. Is it scribbled on a piece of paper? Where is it at? Because I am looking for it and I cannot find it anywhere. And I've tried. I've tried. And guys, I've read the constitution beginning to end. I've read it, I've read it, I've read it, but I still cannot find this little make-believe, right, that they love to convince themselves that they believe. I love it. I really can't. I can't. Guys, facts are never on the left side. They literally are almost never on the left side. The only way that they know how to make arguments are based on emotion. And oftentimes, the things that they want you to be upset about don't actually even exist. They want people to be upset about losing a right that they never had. They want people to feel like all these men are coming for women's rights when Amy Coney Barrett and a woman also decided in conjunction with the other justices that Roy V. Wayne was based on bad case law, that it was the wrong interpretation of the Constitution. But Amy Coney Barrett isn't a woman anymore, just like 
Joe Biden said black people weren't black anymore if they didn't agree with his lunacy and his disastrous policies. And somehow, some way, Joe Snow White Biden got to tell black people that they weren't black anymore. So I guess all these girls in the streets wearing these vagina hats and going around saying, don't control my, I'll let y'all fill in the blank. It's a little too vulgar for me to say, but you know what they're saying. You've seen the videos. You've seen the clips. Those are the people now saying that Amy Coney Barrett is not a woman. This is how crazy and unhinged these people are. They are absolutely losing their It's obvious to everyone but them. Everyone but them. Like, come on. Come on. And, you know, what's also interesting here, too, is that you have these people who are saying, how dare the Supreme Court not respect precedent? How dare they overturn precedent? They can't do that. They don't have that power. They don't have that authority. How dare they change their minds? Well, let me tell you about that. You guys remember Plessy v. Ferguson, the Supreme Court case that was interpreted by those justices at the time to believe that there should be a thing as separate but equal, a.k.a. segregation. At one point, the Supreme Court of the United States decided that segregation was okay, that it was constitutional, that it was right. And then a few years later comes Brown versus Board of Education, which said that we got it wrong. And segregation came to an end. It was found to be unconstitutional, as it rightfully should have been. And the Supreme Court corrected a wrong that it had earlier made. And so for all these people who are saying that the Supreme Court has no ability to overturn precedent, well, I want to ask those people, are they okay with segregation? Are they okay with separate but equal. Because if the Supreme Court had said it at that time, then that would still be the law of the land. Black and white people would still be separate, but quote-unquote equal, but never actually equal. And we would still be living in a pre-racial unity world. And so if they're so against revisiting wrongs and precedent and all these things, then they should also have to answer for that. Now, they won't because they're not even thinking about that. These people in the streets, you know, a part of me actually wants to go out to some of these protests and just genuinely ask these people, why are you out here and why do you believe what you believe? Because I honestly feel like debunking their arguments wouldn't take much of a hard time. I'd be in and out of there in like two minutes. Like it'd be done. I'd ask them, where is the right to this so, this procedure in the Constitution? Uh, and also, are you aware that this, this this decision doesn't even outlaw abortion? You are still able to get an abortion if you go to a state where they are permitted. Because it just, all it does is it kicks back the decision to, uh, if a state wants to ban it, they can. If they don't, they don't have to. And if you want to live in a state that allows for you to get an abortion, then move there. Go to California. Go to New York. Go to Oregon. Go to Washington. Oh, wait. You don't want to go there. 
Why? Because liberal policies have destroyed every single one of those states. It's why people are fleeing them. It's why they're coming to Florida. It's why they're coming to Georgia. Please stop coming to Georgia, by the way. Please. We can't. We can't anymore. We can't anymore. Like, it's just, it's getting bad. Like, if this state turns blue, like, guys, this is where I grew up. This is my home. While I'm in Alabama now these days, I've got to say, please stop coming to Georgia. We don't need you in our state. We really don't need you in our state. But you guys are literally fleeing these liberal countries, trying to come to red states to screw things up here too. And so I know that you're not going to move to California just so you can get an abortion, because why would you live there? Why would you live in New York City where you're probably going to get gunned down on a sidewalk just for trying to go play outside? Why would you do it? And you won't. But you know what this decision allows you to do? If you want to live in a pro-choice state and you live in Alabama or you live in Mississippi, then vote for pro-choice politicians. Now, you're probably not going to win, but that's how democracy works, right? And I thought Democrats love democracy. Hint the demo in the Democrat. But I guess that's not the case. <laughs> I guess that is not the case. <sighs> you know... I think that this is so interesting because there's a lot of political implications, obviously, for all of this. And, I, and, and honestly, the Democrats are pretending like they're angry, but they're going to milk this all the way until the midterms. But here's a fact that they should not be remiss in remembering is that at the end of the day, abortion, while that may be a hot button issue to a few people, you know, it's also a lot more important to a lot more people their ability to provide for their families, their ability to put food on the table, their ability to put clothes on their children's back. And in Joe Biden's America, where inflation is higher than it has ever been in 40 plus years, four decades, and it's harder and harder to do those basic things. I don't know if people are going to be thinking about an abortion. Because hell, in Joe Biden's America, can women even afford an abortion even if they wanted one? Because I know if inflation is driving up the price of bread, I can't imagine what it's doing to the cost of an abortion. So we may not even worry about this, actually. Honestly, at the end of the day, were women even able to get an abortion before this happened? Because in Joe Biden's inflation, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, see, here's the deal. People care. It's the economy, stupid. Remember that, James Carville? It's the economy, stupid. And it's going to come down to that. People are struggling way too much in Joe Biden's America to be out here in the streets really caring about this. And so you'll have all the folks, you know, all the, the, the far left feminists and all this stuff making a big noise about this, a big ruckus about this. And that's fine. That's okay. Because that's like adults. That's like normal folks. We're actually going to be voting for the politicians that are actually help us bring some relief to the crazy policies that Joe Biden has sought to impose upon the everyday American worker and hardworking American. We're going to fight back against that. We are going to be the voice of reason. We are going to be the, the moderating force in this country again, because that is what we need. That is what we need. And beyond all that, another point that I want to make is because, and it's also again speaks to the hypocrisy of this. There are a lot of people who like to say Black Lives Matter, they have it in their Instagram bios and all these things. They posted a black box 
on their Instagram, which by the way, in case you guys didn't know, single-handedly cured racism. If you posted a black box, I just want to let you all know you probably did more than Martin Luther King Jr. So thank you very, very much. Thank you. Just like all of these people who are posting these little pretty infographics in their Instagram stories, you are single-handedly going to change the minds of all the Supreme Court and you are going to make them bring abortion back. So keep posting your pretty graphics on your Instagram story. You are doing the Lord's work. Actually, you are not at all, but you know that. But anyways, I digress again. Back to the point I was making. You don't get to say Black Lives Matter and also support unrestricted, unregulated access to abortion. You don't. Why? Because let's take a history lesson here. I'm going to give a let's let's take a, a walk through history real quick. Planned Parenthood, one of the leading abortion providers in the country, the U, the U.S. of A. Planned Parenthood was founded by a racist, a eugenicist, who said that black babies were like weeds that needed to be exterminated. Her words. She went around the country talking to the KKK and any other racist organization. All the way, by the way also founded by Democrats, and saying, we're going to get these black people under control. We're going to control their population. We're going to do all this. And here's the way in which we do it. Abortion. Abortion is the secret sauce. Abortion is the tool we've been missing. This is how we regain our power. And so she did that. And, you know, people on the left and the Democrats and all these supporters of abortion, they like to dismiss this fact. They like to say, well, that was a long time ago. Times have changed. The parties have changed. She's, you know, she may have been a racist then, but like she, you know, like she, she changed. But it hasn't changed one bit. Currently to this day, millions of unborn babies that are aborted each and every year are disproportionately members of minority communities. That's a fact. Another fact is that 70% of Planned Parenthood clinics are located within walking distance of black and brown neighborhoods. Another fact. What's also incredibly true here is that if you look at the marketing of Planned Parenthoods and you look at the marketing of all these abortion providers, who are they speaking to? They're speaking to people in the same communities that Margaret Sanger sought to exterminate. But I thought things changed. I thought things evolved. I thought things shifted. I thought the party switched. No, the difference between then and now is that Margaret didn't try to hide what she was doing. She said the quiet part out loud. But like today... The Democrats know they can't go around saying, let's keep the black folks under control, let's give them abortion, let's give them this, let's give them that. So we don't have to worry about them too much. They can't say that. You get canceled if you say that. So now they say black lives matter to your face, but behind your back, they're trying to exterminate the black community. It's true. It's true. All of these things are facts. They're Googleable. Like, if that's a word. I don't know if Googleable is a word, but it should be if it isn't. (laughs) Like, all of these things are documented and truthful and factual. And that is why I I never hesitate to get into this discussion with people. Um, I've never hesitated to get in this debate with people on the other side of this argument because it's like, while they're using emotions and they're trying to make up rights in their head 
and make them up out of thin air and all of these things. We get the facts on our side. We know that biologically that fetuses feel pain as soon as a few weeks after fertilization. We know that they have a heartbeat as soon as five weeks. We know that science supports the idea that a fetus is not just a clump of cells. Regardless of how hard they try to convince themselves of that, regardless of how hard they try to make this argument about rights and all of these things, it's just not true. Maybe their heart's telling them that, but their heart's lying to them. And I don't care what their heart is telling them. I care about what science is saying. I care about what the truth is saying. I care about what the facts are showing us to be true. And they don't give a damn about that, but I do, and any common sense American does. It's true. But what I will also say, and I'm expand on this a little bit, is that it is going to be very important for Republicans to not just be pro-life before the baby's here. It's true. But we got to be pro-life all the way down the road. All the way down the road. Because it is too hard. I've heard this story from far too many people. It is way too hard to adopt a child in America today. And I, and I would always hear these stories or these, or these people saying, well, you know, adopt, don't abort. Well, I agree. But also, let's make it easier for people to adopt. Because there's a reason so many families go overseas to adopt. It's because the regulations are just way easier. And these are good families, by the way. Like, they just go overseas because it's just way harder to adopt a child here in America. And it shouldn't be that hard. There are so many families who, for whatever reason, can't start a family of their own or just want to adopt because it's the Christian thing to do or they just want to do it out of a personal value or desire or whatever but they can't do it because of the burdensome bureaucracy that is keeping a child from a loving home. So what I expect to see from Republicans after the overturn of Roy v. Wade is a serious conversation about adoption reform. That's important. I'm just as passionate about that. What I'm also passionate about is ensuring that we let people know about all the resources that exist outside of an abortion because I have seen genuinely a lot of people that I know and I love and I respect that are friends of mine, that are, that are women, and girls that I go to school with, and all these things, they genuinely just aren't aware of the resources that are out there outside of abortion. Um, and I think that that has made them a lot more his- emotional about this issue than they otherwise would be if they were aware of what those resources were. So I think education is going to be key as well. Education, adoption reform, all of that's important. But also, too, when it comes to starting a family, I've heard some really good ideas. President Trump actually worked on this with Ivanka when they were in the White House, is ensuring that we are supporting new families, like child tax credits, all of that stuff. That's important. Why is it important? Because one of the biggest reasons that people say they don't want to have kids anymore is because it's too damn expensive to raise a kid. And while I am far, far off, God willing, whoop, please, um, from having a child, Um, I do believe that more and more families are good for America because guys, families oftentimes tend to vote Republican. Really? Yeah, we need big families. We need that again. Guys, if we don't, our economy isn't going to be headed in the right direction. It's already in some trouble. So let's encourage people to create large families to start making babies again. 
with the right person and financial stability, of course. <laughs> just don't go out here. This is not this is not CJ Pearson on the CJ Pearson show saying everybody just stop what you're doing. Pause me on whatever you're listening to me on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your your car, or your Amazon, or whatever. I, I'm not saying pause me and go make a baby. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that America needs families because families are the core of what makes America great. Guys, I'm not just pro-life before the baby gets here. I'm pro-life all the way to the end from, from, from cradle to tombstone, from cradle to casket. I am pro-life all the way. And that should be the next phase of this discussion for the Republican party. How do we encourage people to make families? How do we encourage people, uh, make it easier for them to support their families and how do we ensure that every loving child um, that is looking or looking for love, looking for a home to be raised in, has the opportunity to do just that? That is going to be a very important phase of this debate because the left is doing all that they can to try to paint us all as compassionless, heartless individuals who don't care about children, who don't care about women, who don't care about families. And I, we all know that to be a lie. It's a lie. It's an absolute lie. But we owe it to ourselves to prove them wrong. And only we can do that. Seriously, it's not going to be enough to just say, oh, well, that's not true, whatever. They can say whatever they want. No, let's actually be intentional about proving them wrong because we can. There are policies that we can do that will make all of those things very clearly a lie. But we got to show some leadership. We got to show some initiative and we've got to get it done. And I'm calling on the GOP to lead on that. I'm very serious about that, very passionate about that, just as much, again, as I said, about the idea that I'm very glad to see Roy v. Wade, uh, the overturn of Roy v. Wade, do what it did and return this back to the States. Just as passionate about that. But, again, huge week, huge weekend, but the fight is truly just beginning. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the CJ Pearson Show, available exclusively here on Colin, but also everywhere you get your podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else I'm there every single week. And I'll see you guys right here next week as well. Talk to you guys soon.